So I'm aware of time as well. My roast dinner is in. The man at Morrison's is cooking it for me right now as I speak. Um, so I'll try and be short and sharp. It feels a little bit like today I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at a wedding uh, that I'm really addressing four people in the room and the rest of you are just going to listen in because uh, we've got Heather and we've got Katie and, and Barney and Zoe. Um, obviously Ben went, was it yesterday? Ben went yesterday, uh, but you may listen back and listen to this anyway. But I wanted to quickly give you a, a brief overview of, of who Fusion are and, and some of the stuff that they do. Because I said they are a great organization doing some, some amazing work. Uh, they were set up in 1997 as a response to... to uh, there's a feel in the body of Christ to address some of the challenges in the changing student world. Uh, let me throw some statistics out at you. Um, the UK average is that 6.3% of our nation is Christian. Put that into a university context, less than 2% of universities have Christians. Another statistic, 73% of Christians, of those attached to churches, um, proclaiming that they are they're a follower of Christ. 73% of young people who then go on to university do not then continue in their journey of faith. 73%. That's massive. There's a massive gap that, 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 that's happened between, between people leaving churches and leaving towns and going away to university. Um, so that's why Fusion was set up, was to help address that. And for me as a youth worker, that's a scary statistic to think that all the time and energy that we put in as youth workers, that we put in as a church to invest into young people, there's a potential that 73% you, they just don't see them again, don't hear from them again. And partly that's why we're doing this morning. That's why I want to share, that's why I want to share some stuff, you know, with, with the four of you and with the rest of you that you can, you can tag on to and listen in. Um, and I want to share some tips that will help you, uh, make that transition into university. And um, for you to know that we are still with you, that we are still supporting you, that we are here with you all the way to encourage you, uh, to be there however you want us to be. Um, so how do, how do Fusion, what, what work does Fusion do? Uh, firstly, they equip students. Uh, they go around the different campuses and they provide, provide some training, some evangelism, some discipleship, and they do the, the and they prepare students to go to university. We have got a pack to give to each student that hasn't arrived yet. Uh, they're a little bit slow on getting those into the post. I was a little bit late in ordering them more like. Um, but we've got some packs to give away that will really help you in your first few weeks of university. They serve churches. So one of the things they do, a great thing they do, um, is student link-up. If you haven't filled in one of these forms, either online or you know someone going to university who hasn't heard of Student Link Up, what they do is they, you fill it in, you send it off to them. They will connect you with, with churches in the area. So they will say, well, in your area, there are these churches, these churches, and these churches. On the flip side, there are churches that will have a list of people that have connected. And they'll be ready to receive you and welcome you and be expecting you. And they also, where there's church and universities as well, they'll also work with those churches to train up student workers as well uh, so, so they can deliver applicable stuff for you. Um, so, like I say, they're an amazing organization. And the transition to university, let's not, let's not forget it, it's a massive deal. It's huge. Um, you know, we think sometimes, I, I sometimes think, oh, well, they're going to be back at Christmas and we'll see them again at Christmas and we'll, we'll hang out and, and spend a bit of time together. But, but for them, it's a step into independence. You know, it's a step into the unknown. 
for, for, for a fair few. And it's a chance, real chance for you to take responsibly your faith and your future. So there's a, I've got a couple of, me- couple of verses and then these tie into some of my little Alice hints and tips for the morning. And like I say, some of these are really applicable to us because, as I said, student population is 2%. But, our, we, you know, those not in, in university, we're 6.3%. So we've got no excuse not to make a difference and take some of this stuff on board as well. And actually, some of the tips are applicable to us. So a couple of verses for all of you that, that challenge us and, and challenge me. The first one is Matthew 22. And I'm not going to go into a, a teaching exegesis of these verses. Uh, I'm just going to pick a few little points out um, as hopefully some encouragement. Matthew 22, 34 to 39, it says, But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then the second verse I want to look at quickly is Matthew 28, uh, 19 through till 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And these verses really strike home to me because... These, these, well, the, for me, they're the foundation of who we should be. You know, we've got the, the great, com- great commandment that we need to love our neighbors. We need to love God first and foremost, have a passion for him, have a passion for his word, have a passion for his presence. But from that overflows a passion for those around us, a love for those around us, for love for those in need. And then the great commission to go, that for each and every one of us sat in this room today, there is a call for us to go, to go and make disciples. And for you going off to university, I believe that that call is still the same, that there's a mission field out there for you to go into, that you're not just going just to find yourself and have a big party, and yes, you're going to have fun, yes, it's going to be an amazing time for you. But we want to send you as as Christians, as lights into the darkness, we want to send you as salt into the world. We want to send you so that you can reflect something of Christ in the darkness of your halls, of your campuses, for those around you, for those that are in need, that there is a call for you to go. So to love God, to love others, to go and to know he is with you. And as I said, that challenge is not just upon those going to university. It's a challenge I put before our young people most weeks on a Sunday night. I put it before them last week. We were looking at... um, how we're, um, I've forgotten it now, yoked with Christ. That the yoke is easy, but the burden is light. And trying to, <laughs> trying to do that with kind of 12, 13-year-olds is a little bit tricky. Um, but getting to understand that actually God's calling them to walk alongside. He's saying, come alongside me and walk this journey of life together. And what are you going to do on Monday? When you go back to school, what are you going to do? What is your life going to be like? Are you going to continue to walk alongside Christ? Are you going to say, actually, this is too much for me. I'm stepping away. But then come Sunday, I'm going to dip my head in and start walking again. But actually, for each and every one of us, what are we like on Monday when we get to work? 
when we get to college or whatever we do during the week. Are we prepared to, to yoke ourselves to Christ, knowing that he's taking the burden for us, but he's taking us on a journey of excitement, a journey of, uh, of fulfillment, a journey of purpose, a journey of hope, that he is with us always. Are we prepared to walk alongside him? And to do that, we need to love him. To get alongside him, we need to actually know that he's got our best interests at heart. That we're, we're walking alongside the one who loves us, who will never leave us, who will never forsake us, who gave everything for us. It's a challenge, big challenge. You know, one of the things that, that I think provides the greatest distraction in this world is just the images and messages that get put out there. Especially for young people and especially at university, you see the t- whatever's on the telly or the internet or advertising, uh, whatever it may be. You know, these, these images of false promises, of shallow promises that, you know, oh, if you wear this certain deodorant, then you're going to get women flocking across and crawling all over you. Or, or university, if you, if you get yourself hammered every night, then you're going to be the most famous person in university. Um, and things like that. And, you know, I confronted that at university. And it, you know, did, I, did I do it all right all the time? No, I didn't. I made mistakes. But I know that those promises are shallow. And that everything that those promises said to me, and no matter how much I, I thought, well, I'll give it a go, I was always left empty. And always left wanting more because it never fulfilled what I really needed. Yet Christ is saying, come and walk with me. Come and have life in all of its fullness. I will satisfy your needs and your desires. If only you'd come. Come and walk. Come and walk. I want to encourage you that before you go to university, and actually for each of us, that actually the only thing that will hold you from slipping is your deeply held values. The only thing that will stop you doing whatever you want to do is that which has been placed within you, that Christ has put within you. I want you to take time out. I'd love you to take time out and just think. What are the words that have been spoken over to me in the past? And we're going to spend some time praying over you as well. So there's going to be opportunity for that to happen as well in a little bit. But what are the things God has said in the past? For each of us, what has God said? What are the prophetic words that have been spoken over our lives? What are the times when you've experienced God, when you've really known his touch upon your life, where you've really known his presence? What are the times where he's come through for you right at the very end, where, where life seemed at its bottom, it, and yet he's pulled you out of the pit? I said, you know, I'm still here for you. Hold on tight. What are those times? I remember some great times. Um, uh, there was one time when I was away with our old youth group. And uh, I was a 16, 17-year-old lad, and uh, they just started getting me to lead worship. I was struggling with guitar, and, um, and that didn't matter. And there used to be this song, and I, I don't like it now. Um, I really don't like it, but you might have heard, you are my passion. Uh, you are my passion, love my life, friend and companion. My lover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it now with those words. It's kind of a little bit girly girlfriend kind of thing, you know. Um, but actually, I was leading worship with that song in, in our youth group. And something just broke out in the room. 
it wasn't me. I was walking in sin at the time. There's some stuff in my life that I was carrying and, but something broke out and I'll never forget it. That it wasn't anything I was doing. It wasn't because I was singing this, this Jesus is my girlfriend song. Um, it wasn't, it was nothing because of the venue we're in because it was, it was, it was an old room that was quite smelly and, but something broke out and there was, and it was God's spirit breaking out. I didn't know it at the time, but there was, there, there was people who weren't Christians just, just in tears, just, just repenting, coming to him again. And it was just like, oh, I don't know what to do here, but this is quite cool. <laughs> but remembering those times, that actually those times where God breaks out and does something. When he's touched your life, times where I've been at Soul Survivor and I've experienced a mass celebration of singing and jumping around with a, thousands of people. But yet in that time, yet God speaks directly into my heart and drops something in my heart. It's just like, wow. And for each and every one of us, I'm sure that there are times where God has spoken, where God has said something, where you've experienced his touch upon your life, where you've seen him working either in your life or in the lives of others. I want to challenge you, don't let go of those things. Because those are the things that will draw him back to you. When life is difficult, when you're on your own, where, where everyone else is getting hammered, when, when you're struggling maybe with lectures, where you're not sure what to do, or those things will draw you back. It says, do not forget his promises. Don't forget what he's done for you. Don't forget the truth that you've read and you've been taught through Sunday school, through youth group, whatever it may be. Don't forget the truth. Hold on to the truth. Let that set you free. Another thing I want to encourage you to do through the student link up, you can do it through that or any other way, is get yourself committed to a local church. There is going to be nothing more important for you at university, obviously studying, um, (laughs) but get yourself plugged into a church. It's the home, it's the family of God. It's got people around you who will pray for you, who will support you. When I was at university, one thing, one of the things, good things that I did, uh, by chance more than anything, was I asked God, God, where do you want me? And, and for a few Sundays, I went to a couple of different churches. I went to St. Michael the Belfry in the evening service at the back of the balcony. If you've ever been there, they've got the ground floor, they've got the back of a balcony. It was a student service, so it was round with students. I was right at the back, and someone comes forward with a prophetic word, and I was just saying, God, where do you want me? God, where do you want me? Is this place for me? And he just says, I believe I've got a word for someone. And the word is, a bit like treasure, X marks the spot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm taking that one. Thank you very much. And through that, I built up some great friends that have, you know, I, I'm still friends with a load of people through there, some great experiences. The next week, they invited me to drum on the worship team. You know, I was getting surrounded by people who were caring and nurturing, looking out for me, taking me out for meals, which is great as a student. Free meals is always a good thing. Uh, you always get well fed. Um, but, you know, people there who are just there to look after you. But also, it's part of God's journey as well. That actually in that place, you can serve the church and, and use your giftings to serve the church, to serve the community. And God will just take you on an amazing ride. I was blessed to be able to, to help out through set mics to go to Spring Harvest and places like Keswick and, and just serve on team there with some people. I would, if I just chose to reject that sort of stuff, that whole journey would have, would have gone, gone past me. But get connected to a church. There's people there for you. And it helps you in that loving God. Just love God and get involved. Okay. Very quickly, love others. Love others. You know, life's got a habit of placing people in our lives that we don't like. 
Do you ever find that <laughs> you just sometimes get some people that you just prefer not to be with? Um, just talking the truth. <laughs> there are just some people. I mean, I love the Bible verse that says, bear with each other. Um, sometimes we need to. Uh, in fact, we do need to some of the time. But, but uni is exactly the same. And it is in the workplace. And it is in school. There are people that we just sometimes don't connect with and we great and really wind us up and get under our skin. But as I said, as we love God, then God helps us love other people. It doesn't mean that we go in all guns blazing with our Bibles and tell them what they should be doing and how they should be doing, doing it. One thing I've learned recently is that I've tried as much as I can and that I'm still trying, but it's to understand that behind every reaction there's a story. That behind every person who, who may step over the line a bit, there's always something that's in the background. And for me to judge that person on one action when there's a whole history of stuff behind them is wrong. Um, And it's the same at university. There'll be people like myself. I came with baggage to university and people made judgments on me. I was was more weird than I am today. Um, (laughs) um, My social skills were, were zero. And uh, I didn't know how to relate to anybody. I was coming, you know, you speak to Nay when she comes out, she'll say I was an absolute nutcase. Um, but yet, some people persevered with me and got alongside me and, and taught me a few things. And it was a hard lesson, some hard lessons for me to learn. But during those times, I grew and developed. Well, hopefully I've grown and developed anyway. And uh, I've become better at what I am. And there may be some people that, that grind you and, and you know, just grate you on the inside. But actually, if we can just try to show some love to them and try to understand that there might be more to them than what we think, um, we might be surprised. My challenge to you, again, going to university, is to set the example. Not to, not to preach, but show love in action. For your friends that are smashed out the face and can't find the way home, help them. For those that need a drink of water, help them. For those that are looking lonely, get alongside them. For those that might be a little bit weird like I was, put up with them (laughs) and bear with them. One of the greatest things I found, one of the greatest antidotes to some of the stuff is actually taking our eyes off our own problems and helping other people. Makes a massive difference. And in that... Make friends. University is a great time to make some lifelong friends, to make some connections that will, will support you and, and last you throughout, throughout your whole life. Um, I'm not just saying just make Christian friends because Christian friends are vitally important. That's part of connecting with church as well. And if there's a CU, then connect with those. I believe that, that as you go to university, Christ will place people around you, that you never walk alone. And it's happened just, it happens because of God. That he's never created, he's created you not to be on your own. Adam was given a helper. Jesus sent out the disciples in pairs. You know, throughout scripture, you will always find people going out in more than one. There's always a community. There's always more than one person doing things. And therefore, in university, what God has called you to do at university, there'll be other people around you to support you and help you and encourage you. Look out for those people. In your first few weeks, look out for those people. They may not make themselves known readily straight off, but you will know, you will know, I guarantee you will know when you come across them that God's placed people in your life. I was fortunate enough to beat my 
my best mate at uni on the second day. Um, and a lifelong friend. We're able to, at university, to study together. We're able to pray together. We're able to uh, just support each other through difficulties and hardships. That, um, it was a lady. It helped that she was very pretty uh, and beautiful. I ended up marrying that lady. Um, <laughs> but actually, she was my best mate, and she, she got alongside me. And come on, boy, get over the emotions. Um, but find someone that you can pray with. I'm not saying it has to be someone of the opposite sex. Um, but find someone you can pray with. Find someone that you can share life with. Because those things are important. And if you can't find anyone in your first few weeks, then remember you've got a whole load of people back here praying and supporting you. So love others. Get, get involved with some, some of the clubs. Get stuck into those sorts. Whatever you enjoy doing, get involved and do it. So make Christian friends, but make non-Christian friends. Don't hide in a Christian bubble and, and say, I'm, I'm going to be all right in this bubble and be protected. But then don't go out all the other way and ignore the Christians. Find a balance point, okay? Need a balance point. Very quickly, go and make disciples. That's part of pursuing the good stuff. Get involved with other things. Um, in that, in, in getting out to the clubs and stuff, uh, the societies, um, you know, quite often they'll have initiation rituals um, I, there's some, some things that I heard of where they'd get, take some goldfish out and put the goldfish in a pint and you had to swallow the pint in one with the goldfish um, <laughs> uh, but some of it is just getting as leather as possible in as little clothes as possible uh, and things like that but why do I say that? because I want you to be aware and actually for you to set boundaries now that there will be people who will try and pressurize you to do things out there. Well, actually, if you set your boundaries now, firm now, you know where you stand. People will respect you if you're authentic and you stand for what you say. If you say no on the first instance, they'll, yeah, okay, they'll give you some jip and some grief, but they'll suddenly understand. Um, and this is why I really wanted someone from Fusion to talk, because... Um, one of them shares a story about when they were at university a few years ago and they had these initiation rituals and kind of from the instant they wanted them to get absolutely hammered and do something silly. And they just said no. And they got some grief. And then the next time they went out, didn't stop them from going out together, they went out and next time, oh, go on, go, go, no. And before long, it started pro- prompting questions from these people that were trying to get them drunk. Like, well, why are you not doing this? What's, what's your reason for this? And they were able to share a little bit about what they believed. And next thing they knew, this person was coming to church. And next thing they came to know Christ. And just an amazing connection. When you stand for what you believe, yes, you're going to get some abuse at university. But it's going to be short-lived because soon the tables will turn. Um, so, so stand for what you believe. Set your boundaries and be authentic. And then know that he's with you. In the midst of it all, in the midst of the excitement, in the midst of lectures, in the midst of stress of trying to get your grades and do essays, in the midst of making new friends and falling out with other people, in the midst of societies and Christianity and all the mix, know that he is with you. That in the middle of it, he's there. And he's there just wanting to hold your hand and say, I'm here for you. I'm here. Come to me. All who are weary and heavy burdened, come and you'll find rest.
he's there for you. So I really believe that university isn't just, I believe it's a great chance for you to grow and to learn as an individual and to develop and and to learn new skills and to, to get new information and for your next step onto whatever you want to do in life, I believe that's great. I think our education system is fantastic and it's a blessing for us to have that. Um, but more than that, I believe that university is a great mission field. That 2% is a shocking statistic that there's 2% in universities who know Christ. And I am I'm more and more passionate about sending people out into that field to make a difference, to make a stand. To be authentic witnesses of Jesus Christ for their campus, for their hall, for their neighbours, for those in need. And I believe that each of you going to university in the next few days, you can make a difference. You can make a change. Whether you feel like it or not, that there is an exciting journey that God wants to take you on through that. So if we can can stand to our feet, everybody, and and surround these guys, let's pray over them. Let's send them out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask for them to be filled, to be comforted, uh, that God would do some great work. If you're not able to get around them, then if you feel comfortable just reaching out to them, let's just pray out all at once. Let's not just be, let's not hand the mic around or be too polite. Let's just get stuck in and start praying. Thank you for these young lives. We thank you as they take this next step with you. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll help them to find, find a church, help them to integrate quickly. Father, that you'll bring friends around them to support them. Um, Father, that be able to make friends and be friends to other people. And Lord, as they, as they love you, help them to love their university and help them to love those around them. Father, we thank you for them. We, we ask, Lord, that you'll fill them with your Holy Spirit and send them out with power to make a difference for you. Um, Lord, that the places they go to, there'll be lights in the darkness. Father, we do thank you. Thank you for, for, for that they're part of our family. Uh, and we're going to miss them, but we, we send them with joy, knowing that they're going to grow and develop in, in you and in their lives. Thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen.